Hello, everyone, and welcome to tonight's special edition of the Draft Countdown Podcast. I'm your co-host, Brian Bosarge. As always, my co-host, Shane P. Hallam. Shane, the 2023 Senior Bowl got underway today with their first practices. Uh, they had the weigh-in kind of scattered as players came in over the uh, Sunday and Monday, but we finally got those results in today. And, uh, and like I said, we had um, the opening press conference this morning and with uh, Jim Nagy and Max Duggan and uh, Isaiah Foskey were there. And then we got uh, out to the practice out at Hancock Whitney Stadium on the campus of South Alabama. We had the national team practice first, uh, and then we had the American team practice in the afternoon. So uh, it was a pretty, pretty busy, uh, pretty busy go at it today. Yeah, you, you had a packed day uh, from press conference to the practices. I'm interested to pick your brain and see how it went. I was tracking the weigh-in and getting all those numbers up on the site. So if you want a nice sortable list of all the weigh-in numbers, we have that up at Draft Countdown weigh-in in the toolbar. But you, Brian, you you were the star of the show. You're you know you're the Mobile native. You're the guy one goes to. So uh, so yeah yeah. Take take me through take me through the, the early stuff. Press conferences. Any any information from Nagy or some of the players that you found interesting? Um, I can say just kind of just based off some of the stuff that Nagy talked about today, um, you could tell that he is visibly aggravated with having to constantly answer questions about the Shrine Bowl. Without saying it by name, he didn't actually say that, but um, he said that there were two players that went to the Shrine Bowl that they actually invited, and that was it. Um, didn't name those names, but uh, one should at least one should be fairly easy to yeah. figure out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we've talked, we've talked about on here, we've taken yeah. that guess. I mean, Zay Flowers is it's definitely the guy, definitely the guy. The other, yeah. you know debatable but it's uh it was interesting there um i asked the final question today the press conference which was basically hey man where's the weigh-in numbers <laughs> i'm not kidding when i say i asked that question because it's like everybody in there wanted to know i mean it's not like i didn't get congratulatory pats on the back for asking that question. And not long after that, the weigh-in numbers started flying. I'm not going to say I was the catalyst Look, I'm for reminding people, but uh, it, uh, yeah, it shouldn't have taken that long to get those numbers out, but you know, it's fine. You know, we yeah, got them. They're there now. Last year they came out on Monday. I think the year before they came out on Monday, I, I cleared my schedule, but on Monday so I could upload them and then, we had to wait the extra day, but but we got them. We got them all today, um, which which was nice. Yeah, I mean the rest of it was just mostly him uh, just talking uh, that this is going to be their first year in seven. This is going to end their six or seven. I can't remember if it's six or seven year streak of having a first round quarterback. So he has he has no qualms saying that he doesn't have a first round quarterback here. Uh, I found it interesting that Dane Brugler went back and looked. The Senior Bowl hasn't has had at least a top 100 quarterback every year since 2001. That streak is in jeopardy this year as well, I believe, uh, based off of you know what we've seen on tape and what I saw today. Um, so he, he, you know, the 
not going to have the quarterbacks this year. Um, Hendon Hooker possibly could have had he not torn the ACL, but we'll never. He, he's know here. Now. He's count. He counts, he's he's right? here. He's going to count, and yeah. I think he's going to end up in that top one hundred range to keep yeah. that that streak going. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, it was just pumping up Mobile and pumping up his staff and everything. And you know, those guys they work hard and mm-hmm. they do a great job, so uh, they deserve acknowledgement. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's definitely a really busy time. Um, you know, you mentioned, and, and I think it got sent out that over one thousand, you know, media attending. Like, they definitely are. It's it's a lot more than when I started going. I'll say that, and that was even growing at that point. So uh, it's exciting, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so that was good. Anything from any of the players, as it, you, you mentioned, you know, Isaiah Foskey or any of the other ones that uh, that came out. Next thing. Um, I, I didn't get much from Foskey's uh, press conference other than he wants to wanted to match up with Dewan Jones. Said he had been watching tape on uh, Jones and Blake Freeland to, to kind of prepare for those one on ones, and uh, that's about the only really thing I gleaned from him. Uh, Max Duggan mostly took a lot of questions about the run at TCU and Sonny Dykes and stuff like that. A lot of college football related questions uh, for Max Duggan, and that's probably fair. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, it's good. Some sometimes, I mean, I remember those. Sometimes those press conferences, it's like, uh, you know, they're not saying much, but so, you know, some of those guys like to. It's a little more relaxed. You open up a little bit. Um, so that, Drew sure Locke was like that a couple of years ago. He just opened up and let fly. And I love it. K- kudos to him because he did. He took every question and answered it, and he didn't. He did no cliches from uh, Drew Locke a couple of years ago. So maybe you'll get someone like that this 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 week. We'll see. We'll see. We got the uh, media breakfast in the morning where we'll get some interview potential interview time with both teams. I am curious how that's going to go with, like you said, over a thousand credentialed media. And I know, and I know the room that we're going to be in. And I, I, not, not I don't know how this there. is going to go. <laughs> Hopefully, some people's flights got uh, canceled, delayed, and maybe have a little bit less, but. It'll be interesting. So you, I'm sure you'll report back tomorrow how uh, cramped it was, and I'm sure everyone will get get fed at the breakfast. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure everybody will enjoy their shrimp and grits. Uh, yeah, tomorrow morning. So I mean, I mean let, let's get into the practices then. Let's uh, tell me, you know, that that's really what we're here for. The, this, you know, talk to me a little bit generally how this first practice differs from the rest of the week, and then um, we, we kind of get in some specific players. Well, the first practice, uh, they they only wear helmets and, and, and shoulder pads, so it's not, not a full padded practice like we'll see Wednesday and, fingers crossed, Thursday. Um, those those practices are, are full go. That's why I really don't watch a whole lot of the offense and defensive line drills today because I want to see them guys 100-mile-an-hour hitting each other. I don't want to see just – what they were doing. I mean, you can get some stuff from what they do today, but to me, I want to see them go at it. And I will, that's definitely going to be my focus tomorrow. Um, but it is hard not to notice Dewan Jones on that field. <laughs> he is a mammoth man. And he was stand, he stood next to Jalen Duncan, the uh, offensive tackle for Maryland. And you wouldn't think they played the same position. That's how much bigger Jones is, and Duncan's a big guy. But 
he's nowhere in the stratosphere that that Jones is. Yeah, I mean Jones came in six eight and one eighth, three hundred seventy five pounds. Uh, the the eighty nine and a half inch wingspan is ginormous, but maybe more so is eleven and three eighth inch hands, fifth largest in NFL history when he gets drafted. So uh, ever. I don't know how many people can see this, but my hand here I have measured is nine inches. I beat the bare minimum of a quarterback in the NFL. Now add two in, two and three eighths inches to that, and that's how big <laughs> those mitts are. Whew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and Jalen Duncan for comparison, six five and a half, two hundred ninety eight pounds. He came in, so it's uh, you know, eight, almost an eighty pound difference between those guys. Another thing about this first day of practice, and in my piece I, I put up a, a couple of hours ago on the site, I'm going to be critical of people because that's what I see, and I'm going to praise people because that's what I see. But this first day of practice almost has to be taken with a mild grain of salt because especially when looking at the quarterbacks because these guys have no idea who any of these receivers are or anything like that. These guys have no idea – what they're getting into with these playbooks. They barely, they've had the playbook for what, two days. So they barely know any of this stuff. So it's kind of like you want to take this day with a grain of salt and hope they get better. And one guy who I hope gets better, especially in pass pro going forward. And Shane, when you get up, when you get into the film later tonight, uh, you're going to see this. If you go to the running back linebacker pass pro chase Brown, could not block a soul. Like, I don't know how much pass blocking he had to do at Illinois, but I can tell you it looked like he never did it at all. Yeah. He was, he was running. That's that's what he's doing. Not, right. not pass protecting there at Illinois. So that that's tough, especially for a guy that's, you know, 215 pounds. Um, I mean, he's he's coming in tied for the second biggest back on his on the national team. That's That's not great. The guy who he's tied with for the uh, second biggest back on that national team, I believe, is Cameron Peoples. And that man can pass pro. <laughs> and uh, he won every rep that I saw uh, him take very, very – and he looks the part too, Shane. Uh, him and uh, Roshan uh, Johnson, they look like NFL running backs when you see him out there on the field. Um, like I said, running backs – this is really to me and the and the one-on-one receiving drill. These are to me the only real drills that I can see anything from them uh, in practice because these guys are gamers, right? So you're going to see them in the game. That's where they're going to really excel. Maybe in the team drills for for a little bit, but um, the the pass pro and the and the one-on-one passing is where running backs really have a chance to shine. And um, people's and um, Evan Hull was another guy that uh, stood out in, in those drills. Yeah, so so basically the rest of the running backs can pass block, not Chase Brown <laughs> on the national team. Well, Rashawn Johnson uh, struggled yeah. pass blocking as well. I'll say okay. that. So there are a couple good good reps uh, his around, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's interesting. You know, sometimes the eleven on elevens you can get a little bit, you know, that burst and and get to see a little bit of that shiftiness, but you're still not taking hits, especially today without pads. Uh, Jeff Risen had an interesting observation about two players on this roster, and I, I put it in my article. Uh, standing next to each other was J.L. Skinner, the safety from Boise State, and Dayon Henley, 
the uh, linebacker from Washington State. Very similar builds of two different players that play two different positions, Skinner, safety, like I said, Henley, a linebacker. Um, Skinner, to me, just looking, he's very tall. He's got great length, but he's built narrow, if you know, if, if, if that makes sense. But he was wearing a half shirt today, and if I had abs like he does, I'd probably <laughs> wear those same kind of clothes on a, on a daily basis. Yeah, he was he was ripped up. But Henley, uh, Dayon Henley really looked good um, out there in multiple drills I saw today, multiple reps I saw him. He, uh, he stood out probably one of the better defensive players on the national team. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a big fan, and I think this is a great – uh, showcase for him uh, as a guy who can have that lateral agility that reads plays really well. I think in a lot of those drills, you know, he's going to excel. So it's good to hear. Um, talk about the quarterbacks a little bit here. Uh, not the best day for any quarterback on this roster. Uh, both teams. We'll get to the American practice in a little bit, but uh, Malik Cunningham did not practice today. Uh, stomach bug was the uh, words that we heard um, understandable dehydrated you don't really want to go out there and try to practice with that uh, Jim Nagy tweeted earlier that he will should be full go tomorrow so uh, that'll be good because it looked like Hall and Hayner were kind of like wore out a little bit because they were having to basically do everything uh, Hayner really struggled on some of those uh, big boy throws uh, you know the ones I'm talking about, the 15-yard outs and the deep cuts. Uh, struggled to get that velocity on the ball that you'd like to see. And it wasn't a windy day really at all. So, um, And Jaron Hall just kind of struggled with his ball placement at times during the day for most of the day. Um, had a couple just bad reads. And both of them struggled under center, but that doesn't bother me because I kind of expect that at this point for every quarterback that comes here. I mean, I think it's tough for those quarterbacks to adjust. Um, I mean, like you said, there's new receivers. Uh, you're taking snaps from places you haven't done that before. Um, so, I mean, I expect there to be plenty of reps. I mean, the the, the buzz of was Jaron Hall really, really struggled. Um, but I think tomorrow is really the true test. Once you settle down, you really need Wednesday, Thursday to be the good kind of practices. And I think Wednesday will be the big one. So, um, hopefully we can key in on the quarterbacks a little bit um, next, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, the two in 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 Michigan, uh, state of Michigan uh, wide receivers here today, I thought they looked good in the one-on-ones. Uh, Jaden Reed from Michigan State, uh, he did a good job um, getting open, especially in the off-man coverage. And um, Ronnie Bell, was uh, he, he seemed to uh, be, also succeed – um, I also noticed a little bit today that Ronnie Bell kind of lets the ball get into his chest a little bit, kind of something that, you know, I hope hope to see him maybe clean up as uh, we go through the week because you don't want that uh, going forward. Uh, as far as the corners go in these drills, uh, the main standout to me uh, for the uh, national team was uh, Caillou Blue Kelly. Um, the Stanford cornerback. I thought uh, he did a very good job, especially when allowed to press 
when he was in the in the press coverage. He did a, a special a route against Puka Nakua, who I thought had some success as well today. But there was a there was a go route against Nakua, and he just rode him all the way up the sideline. So good job. Yeah, man, it's interesting. Yeah, there were some some clips. You know, I, I watched the NFL Network kind of cut in um, stuff, recap. Um, so I'm excited to dive in the film tonight. I'll be able to. I'll probably tweet some stuff out. But Puka Nakua looked looked good, and the fact that you have a corner like Kelly, who I think could struggle here, right? He's not this like super athlete no. guy to cover some of these. So that's that's it's good for him. Yeah, I was just looking here at my notes. Uh, oh, got to talk about Riley Moss. Uh, the corner from Iowa, uh, fastest player on this team today via the uh, GPS they have in their uh, shoulder pads, uh, almost 19 mile per hour today. Uh, he was clocked at um, definitely a corner and uh, had some had some good uh, good reps there today. So I wanted to uh, shout him out uh, while we were talking about this national team. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Jer- just I'm looking at my notes. Jaron Hall just he was indecisive a lot today. Like I said, and that's just going to be something that you want to see get better uh, the rest of the week. Right. Yeah, and that's that's something we need. Uh, and I think you know we we talked about it on the podcast earlier that this will be interesting because I think the corner group is so strong, uh, and usually in these one on ones, right, the receiver has the advantage. They're they're cutting. You have no help up top. Like it's hard to cover. We're, we're, we're going to get to that, especially with the American so. team and the disadvantages of those big corners. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see if the corners can can win the day when we get pads on, but hey, that's hard to do. Yeah. Last note on the national team. Like I said, I didn't watch a whole lot of the uh, offensive line, defensive line, but as I was watching one drill here and it ended, I just happened to glance over, and all I saw was. Troy Center or uh, Jake Andrews almost just chuck a guy out. I, I couldn't catch. I didn't see who the defender was. So I'm anxious to kind of go back and look at the tape and see who it was. Yeah. But uh, it was pretty nice to see. But, but you know, from other reports, other people I've seen today, Andrews maybe didn't have the best day. But I uh, that was the if that's the only ref I saw of him, he he, he was great. Yeah, at least uh, at least he'll have that one, right? So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to keep an eye and and see if <laughs> see if we can find that on the film of him uh, tossing some guys around. Uh, we can move on to the American team practice now. This was the uh, second team. This is the uh, traditional SEC team, so to speak, the SEC All Star team, if you will. <laughs> this is where most of those those guys go. Um, we talked about the corners and how they're at a disadvantage. And that's especially true when you're these big corners, like, uh, like Darius rush, like Julius Brents, uh, who was 21, uh, Rez John, Wright. These are really good corners. I think all are going to be drafted in that second, fifth round area, right? Tank Dale, the wide receiver from Houston, just flat out embarrassed every single one of these guys Every time he went up against them, I felt I started feeling bad for him when I started looking up because I saw they were lined up from Dale. They had no chance, be it press, be it off coverage, no no chance. 
Yeah, it's that, that's so hard because I've you know I've been there. I was there when Marquise Goodwin was there, right? You know, he was just torching guys um, as a track athlete. And I think when Tank Dell came in, about 163 pounds. Um, so if you're this big six three corner trying to go up against that guy, like you you can't press, you can't really touch him that much. Um, I definitely saw some clips of Rajon Wright. I mean, he was grabbing guys. Like they were throwing the fake flag every time, every rep, because he don't want to get beat anymore. And, you know, that, so that looks rough, but that's tough to do. Yeah, it wasn't the best day for Res John Wright. Uh, Darius Rush, he was up and down uh, in his reps. He had, had a nice interception. Yeah. He had yeah, an interception, which is something you rarely see in these one on ones. The man, the man picked a ball off. I mean, that's, I mean, great timing. But then in another play, he tried to guess at the wide receiver route ended up giving up like a 60-yard go route. So, yeah, you know, win some, you lose some. Uh, and to be honest, that's kind of the way he was as a player on tape at South Carolina was, you know, you you take the good and you take the bad. You know, it's kind of – is what it is. Uh, like I said, uh, tw- Julius Brents of the big the bigger corners, I thought he fared the best out there. Um Give a shout out to Tyreek Stevenson, the corner from Miami. There was one route I can't remember the receiver he was going against, but he basically run the guy's route for him and then just cut him off. And and and, <laughs> and you. I mean, it was it was pretty uh, one of the best best defense uh, routes I saw today. Uh, as far as receivers go, uh, Xavier Hutchinson, Iowa State. I think uh, that was on the American. Yes, uh, he yeah. had he looked good and. Uh, a guy I didn't know too much about coming in, Dontavian Wicks, uh, wide receiver, Virginia. Uh, he looks solid out there today. Yeah, I think mean, both those guys starting to get kind of that late day two buzz, uh, potentially. A lot of these receivers in that area be interesting. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested to uh, to see. I mean, Brent's, you mentioned Joey Sprint's the corner from Kansas State, 6'3", 202 with, with 33 and three-quarter inch arms. Is that That's a long yeah, – that, That'll play. That, yeah, that, that's a Seattle Seahawk Dallas Cowboy uh, corner right there. Yeah, um, a name conspicuous that I did not write down more than once in my notes is Rasheed Rice, uh, the wide receiver from SMU. Not saying he didn't have a good day. I just personally didn't see him do a whole lot. I said maybe it's something I missed. I can't see everything obviously out there. Uh, going on at one time, but I, I did not write his name down. Yeah, well, I mean, that's and that's what happens. Some Sometimes you get lost in a practice, nothing stands out. Um, so once again, we'll see what the pads on and go through the film and try to watch. Um, but if you're a receiver, I think you'll want to stand out more than anything. Um, I kind of glanced over at the punt return uh, reps they had going in. To no surprise, Tank Dell and uh, Darius Davis, wide receiver TCU, were two of the guys back doing that. That's kind of what they do. Eric Gray, <laughs> uh, running back from Oklahoma, was the third guy back. Oh, cool. But uh, he's not the one you want back. You want the other two guys back there. Um, Fair. But look, I, I want to see those guys that don't, you know, we don't get to see as much do it. I, that's fun, too. Oh, uh, let's see. I was looking uh, just side by side. I, I 
in the uh, the team drills, uh, Matthew Bergeron, the offensive tackle from Syracuse, and uh, Osiris Torrance, the guard from uh, Florida, they were paired up a lot, and they it looks imposing. Those guys side by side, um, I, I can see why you would want those guys as your. Uh, and I, I imagine when we see the starters for Saturday, uh, that's probably going to be your two guys on the left side of the line. I, I think it's probably a starting NFL pair right now. <laughs> plug, plug them in. And, if, and, and to be honest, and if you paired that with the center they had with them out there, John Michael Schmitz, you could really revamp your offensive line in one draft if you got all three of those guys. Oh, look, just, just, uh, yeah, just, just take that, take that bunch and, and see what happens. I like it. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Quarterbacks out there today. There were they had all three out here. Um, Max Duggan was probably, if I had to say, the best overall quarterback that I saw out there today as far as consistency, rep to rep. Uh, Clayton Toon probably had the highest highs. Um, Tyson Badgett, of all five quarterbacks I saw today, his passes were the only ones I heard hitting the receiver's hands. He can spin it. Uh, I think he's probably got the biggest arm of the six quarterbacks here, definitely of the five that I saw today. And I'm just going to assume he throws the ball better than Cunningham as well. Right. Yeah, I I think it's a fair assumption. I mean, that's that's good when you're talking D2 player, right, Um, to get that. I I definitely saw a lot of praise for Clayton Toon today with, with some of those bigger passes. And I think from a quarterback standpoint, that's what, you know, you want to, you don't want to make the big mistakes, but if you have some of those wild plays, so it sounds like the, the, the American quarterbacks, maybe one, one, winning the day here versus the national guys so far. Yeah. So far, you know, the definitely day one, I think that's uh, we, we can solidly say that uh, only had really like two notes from the seven on seven portion that I watched uh, did not expect to write, Auburn edge rusher Eku Leota down as solid in coverage. Did not Ooh. expect to put that down. Did not look lost at all uh, standing up. So jot that down that, for the memory bank there. That, that, and, I mean, that's big for some teams. That's big for some teams to get get a guy 6355 that can cover. Yeah. Also in seven on seven, uh, Alabama safety DeMarco Hellams come screaming through, picked off a pass of Max Duggins there. So uh, I know Helms got picked on big time in the Tennessee game, right? That was uh, not yeah. not a shining moment for him. No, but uh, how many yeah, times he, he's gotten he, asked he, about that this week? I'm sure. But he, yeah, he ended the season well, had a good bowl game against Kansas State. So maybe this is a peak back up. I should be noted about 30 minutes into practice, uh, Georgia running back Kenny McIntosh went down holding his right leg, and your immediate thought is, oh, no. Yeah, right. This man's oh, done. It's, it's, but then I start seeing him taking both hands and, like, grabbing his feet, pulling it back. I'm like, oh, no, he's just – he's cramping up. I know what it is now. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, he's, he's fine. Yeah. Thank you. He, got up, he got up, walked off on his own power, went back to the locker room. I'm sure he got some fluids in him, and uh, that was that. Hopefully – Fingers crossed we'll see him back out at practice again tomorrow. Uh, but we didn't get to see him do a whole lot today before the – it was humid out there, Shane. It was humid. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, right. That's, that's tough, especially if you're not expecting it. Hopefully he's back out tomorrow. And hopefully we have no injuries going forward. That's the absolute no. worst. That's I didn't really see anything or see anybody else report anything today of any other injuries other than the one to McIntosh. So hopefully we got through today clean. Um, last notes I have came from the full team portion of the drill. And I wanted to spotlight this guy um, because his way in, I think, was very good for him. And that was Florida A&M linebacker Isaiah Land. Uh, I believe we had him listed all season at 205 or 204, something along those lines. He weighed, what, 226 today, Shane? 226, yeah, 6'3 and a quarter, 226. Yeah. I mean, he's still not big enough to be a true edge, but that is a good number for him. And you see the talent out there. And he's he uh, in, in the full team, he, he beat quickly Wanya Morris around the edge for a sack because, you know, they they – let the play go, even though he got to the quarterback. But, uh, yeah, so I, it was good to see that from him. I mean, he's definitely a name I'm interested in watching because, like you said, his fit in the NFL is a, a little weird. You play him as a weak side backer. Can you use him as a an edge in, in some schemes? Uh, I think that's going to be interesting. Maybe hurt his draft stock. But if, he's, if he plays up, these small school guys, they play up at the Senior Bowl, you start to get a lot more comfortable. Uh, I guess we said earlier you don't get a whole lot of running back shine in here, but when we went to the full team drills, one running back did, and that was Tajay Spears from yeah. Tulane. Uh, I, I believe you may have saw the clip of the screen pass. Yeah. That yeah. was yeah. beautiful. <laughs> and then he had another run where he was just shot shot out of a cannon right through the hole. Um, and his he, me, he measured in great as well with his way in this morning or yesterday uh, a good, good first couple of days uh, for the two lane product. Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw, I saw the screen pass and I think I even saw an NFL network. They had the clip of the 11, 11 run. Like he just looks so shifty getting to that whole explosive, uh, which is really impressive. Way in was great for him. 204, which is a really nice weight number when he was listed well under that. Um, at, at Tulane, so uh, this this could be a coming out party for like uh, uh, you know, round two, early round three. Tajay Spears is possible. I don't want to say I was the first one that started talking about this guy, but I feel <laughs> like I was. That's, look, you can take the credit though. You can take the credit. I, I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to take you, that. You, been, you have take been mentioned. I think like first podcast. I think you. you it, it, you know, was, you it was. It was very early in the season. Very early in the season. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of Tulane and guys I've been talking up, uh, their linebacker, Dorian Williams, had himself a good day today as well. And he uh, he does a good job filling the hole uh, in the run in run fits. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be drafted like day two, but I think he's going to be a solid, solid uh, fourth, fifth round guy uh, when we uh, get through with the process. Yeah, and a really long player for his size. I mean, he's, he's under 6'1", but came in um, 80 and a half inch wingspan. Uh, I would say that's the top of the true, you know, true linebackers outside of Will McDonald and Nick Hampton, and he's two inches shorter than those guys. So a pretty impressive length on Dorian Williams, too. Yeah, it kind of makes you – like you see that kind of length and you and you can ignore the height a little bit. 
Right. You know, with with with, with that kind of length. Um, hey, I found my only note I had of Rasheed Rice here. Uh, as he got locked down on a go route by uh, Daryl Luter Jr. of South Alabama, the corner. I uh, that that was pretty impressive uh, coverage there from Luter. Yeah, local local South Alabama uh, guy. I think I think Luter's another one that can help himself for sure. And uh, last note I had uh, was Emil Ikior, the Alabama. We have him as a well. We've changed all of our guard centers into our offensive line now, but and it's and it's for players like this because Ikior mostly took every rep today at center. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, so. Um, but this particular rep, uh, he got beat quickly by uh, University of South Carolina's own Zach Pickens. And uh, Pickens shot the gap there. Could have had a sack on Badgett, you know, if they were – it was a real game. But uh, he got he got in there pretty quick on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew you had to get a Zach Pickens uh, notion shit. there, right? A good positive one in there at some point. Look, I, like, I, I like Zach Pickens. I will say this. Saying. If I do get the chance to talk to Zach Pickens at the uh, media breakfast in the morning, the only question I want to ask him is of all the helmet combinations – they had at the University of South Carolina. Why did he pick the one that he's wearing down there today? It is easily the worst they've worn uh, in a decade. You're, you're going to rip them up over there. Hey, man. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. I like poor, it. poor fashion choice. There you go. Uh, that's great. No, no, it's good. I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm so happy that you're down there. Happy to have you, you know, reporting back to us live. I'm excited after we're done, I'm going to dive into the film for the next couple hours and, you know, burn the midnight oil and watch all of this and probably, you know, tweet a couple things and I'm sure they'll end up pretty similar. So for some of these guys, so I'm excited. Shane's going to dive into the film. I'm going to dive into the sheets. Yeah, you got an early start get an early start tomorrow. Long day in the sun. Shane, January 31st. I don't know what it is in Pittsburgh right now, what the temperature is, but I can uh, tell we're, you. We're, we're going down to 15 degrees tomorrow. 15 tonight. It was 75 de- degrees uh, in the sun today, uh, all sun today on one side. So my right side, if you see see this side, you're like, oh, he's fine. You're good. No. Entire left side of my face and arm is just fried. Oh. And that takes it out of you. So I'm, I'm going to hit the I'm going to hit the sack. I believe as soon as we're done here. Uh, that's fine. Get some rest so you can report back tomorrow with that padded practice, and we can get the insight in Zach Pickett's helmet, uh, hopefully, tomorrow on the podcast. Yep. That, that's the news that people need to know. <laughs> that's what everyone's going to be itching for. So, All right, everybody. So, yeah, it was a good night tonight. Uh, go to uh, draftcountdown.com. You can read my practice recap there. Um, you can also go there and get all of the weigh-in results that we've been talking about today. Uh, tomorrow morning, Shane's going to have uh, a post go up with basically talking about all of the uh, observations that you can take from those weigh-in results as well. And then I'll be back tomorrow with a day two report as soon as I get back home from the practices. Um, I don't, I don't really get a chance to tweet a lot at practice, but – you know, you might get the occasional injury update while I'm there. I tend to like try to focus on that when I first get into practice and see who's in street clothes. So uh, follow me on Twitter for that at Deep Fried Draft. Shane's going to give you film observations tonight. So follow him on Twitter at Shane P. Hallam. 
Follow Draft Countdown on Twitter, at Draft Countdown. Go to DraftCountdown.com for everything you need, Senior Bowl-related and more, uh, for this entire weekend going forward. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, see you next time.